Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. We have Josh Booty calling in to talk some college football, the college football playoffs, and LSU football. He's a former quarterback for the LSU Tigers. He was the fifth overall pick in the MLB draft. This guy is an athlete, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. It's the Charity Stride. Pitch of free throws because they're free. So 210 coming hot at you guys in the Sode 209. And I'm flanked on my left by my co-host, Nikki Snacks I may have a new name. You may have a new name. What is that new name, Nick? We, you texted to me earlier today. Oh, yeah. I did text it to you today because you remind me of a poor man's version of our guest today, like we discussed in the introduction. We have Josh Booty calling into the show, guys. He is a supreme athlete. He's the fifth overall pick by the Miami Marlins. Straight out of high school, signed a $1.6 million signing bonus, a record deal, right? Then he goes, plays a little baseball, goes to LSU, is the quarterback there. The starting quarterback under Nick Saban is a sixth-round pick by the Seattle Seahawks, plays a lot of NFL football, and now hosts the LSU podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. Josh Booty, we're super stoked to get him in. And I say he's like a, you're like a poor man's him. And he throws a knuckleball. And he throws a knuckleball. He won a knuckleball reality TV show uh, hosted by Tim Wakefield, the boy. Uh, and I say you're a poor man's uh, him because you were good at baseball. You walked onto the football team. You were like Josh Booty Light, so you're now Nick Booty Kreider for today. Okay. Take that could be your nickname uh, for the day. Um, but before we get into uh, the interview, we've got to let you guys know that we're brought to you by Eight Sleep. Let's talk about sleep, Nick. All right. Oh, one of my and, favorite and, things to do. And just so we, 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 we reiterated this uh, last episode, but we want you guys to know that it is E I G H T S L E E P dot com. Eight Sleep, not Eight Sleep. Like you ate something. Like the number eight. Like is in the number eight. So let's talk about the sleep. one that comes after seven, before nine. Yes. Got <laughs> the quick maths with Nick Booty Kreider. Uh, let's talk about sleep, guys. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has you know been Toss, shown. Toss smoked weed with Johns Hopkins. Yeah, I know. We talk about it all the time, but not Sloan Kettering. Such a disappointment. Ugh. 
Uh, chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. None of those four things are good and are progressively worse in that chronological order. We need eight hours of sleep. Bottom line, Nikki Snacks Crider used to sleep on a trundle. And now he doesn't, and his sleep has gone through the roof. You should see the look in his eyes. This guy has looked so much more refreshed the past couple months since he got off that trundle and have been getting your eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Boom. Tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by lead, leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. Do the math. That's a lot of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. All right. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm. Now you can have both at the same damn time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Not the county, not the town, not the city, not the block. I'm talking about the world. Heck, maybe even the universe. Try the pod for 100 nights. Okay, guy. And if you don't love it, we'll refund it and arrange a free pickup. And when I say <laughs> when I say we'll refund it and arrange a free pickup, I mean I'm. I won't do that. I'm spe- exactly. I'm speaking on behalf of Eight Sleep. Eight Sleep will, will not not the members you. of the charity stripe. We are not involved in that process. They are all, they're already sold out though. Bad news. They're sold out of the first batches. But good news, if you go right now to eightsleep.com/pro, you get hundred and fifty dollars off your purchase. When you do that, so eightsleep.com slash pro, get $100 off, $150 off, I'm sorry, Wow. of the pod. Get wow. the pod, guys. And listen, go try it. If you don't love it, get, Hunter, the get in the pod. If you don't love it after 100 days, you could just return it and they'll come get it for you. Again, they'll come get it, not us at the Charity Stripe. I want to make that point also yeah. pretty clear. But if you request us... And and you pay for our plane ticket and maybe show us yeah, a good time. Maybe city. show us a good time. Maybe I'll, city, you know? I'll leave, twist my arm. Take I'll us lift. to your favorite bar. I'll lift a mattress if so be it. I'll, That's, lift, a I'll, I'll lift a mattress for a plane ride. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of a plane ride, uh, Josh Booty is in Central Time. He is in Texas right now. So without further ado, let's get into our guest. Let's talk some LSU football. Let's talk some college football, and let's give Josh Booty a ring a dang dang. All right, guys, you heard it in the introduction. We now have Josh Booty, former quarterback of the LSU Tigers, on the phone. Josh, how are you doing today, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. I uh, look forward to talking a little football with you guys. Oh, absolutely, man. Love to have you on. Now, it has been a historic season for your LSU Tigers, your alma mater, and you grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, correct? Yep, yep, Shreveport, Louisiana, about three and a half hours north of Baton Rouge and course everybody in louisiana it's like you either you know either you're an lsu fan or you ain't nobody <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i've, know, he- I've heard wild <laughs> stories about the lsu fans i've have been I, we, I have buddies from louisiana and new orleans and every time I'm like oh i really want to go to a game down there like you don't understand these fans they are literally out of their mind it's, <laughs> it is all or nothing and i go no i'm sure i get it you know and they go no no, no, no. it's a different breed 
It is, man. They got, you know, a lot to cheer for this year has been so exciting. Our, you know, we've won in different ways in the past this year. We've got, we've got such a great offense and we went to this spread type of style of offense. And of course, everybody knows Joe Burrow. Now he's a household name and how well he's done, but this just the way that we're winning the football games. Of course, we went through the sec unscathed with the undefeated record. Of course, one, uh, big game against Texas. I know you guys are Longhorns. Won that game uh, in Austin early in the season, and it kind of catapulted us up into, you know, knowing that giving us confidence, we gained a lot of confidence, knowing that we're a top tier team, and uh, you know, we 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 had some a good a good schedule actually in the SEC this year. We had uh, a few big games at home. We had uh, we had Auburn. We had Florida at home. Uh, and then we had the one big game at Alabama. And I think that was probably the biggest win uh, of for anybody in college football this year was the win that LSU had at Alabama. Nowhere, nobody really goes in and beats Saban in Tuscaloosa. You know, they lost a big game at Auburn, but that was at Auburn. It's so hard to go win at Alabama. No one's really been able to do it. And we hadn't done it in a long time. So that, I thought that was the the, probably the most quality win of anybody in college football this year. And Tua was healthy at that time. So um, that that really helped us as well. And then we've been playing better on defense the last few weeks. So we're excited about, you know, the rest of the season. we got hopefully two huge ball games left. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. I mean, I, it has to be one of the more impressive wins um, because Tua, Tua Tagovailoa is, is, is a top-tier quarterback, a guy that could go in the top 10 in the NFL draft. Had he been healthy, I'm sure he would have been in the Heisman conversation throughout the year and maybe had an invite, most likely had an invite uh, again to New York. And, you know, they put up a good fight, but LSU really came and, and, and hit him right in the mouth from the jump. And you saw it in the Georgia Southern game. Uh, Burrow and the offense came out, dropped 55 points against Georgia Southern. And everyone's like, you know, that, that'll turn some heads. But everyone's like, you know, it's Georgia Southern. Are we really? How much weight are we going to? How much? No, seriously, how much weight are we going to hold on these guys? Then you come down to Austin, a game that Nick and I and our other co-host Alex Tasopoulos were all at. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. We were at that LSU game. But you know what? Yeah. It's 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 a different. And I, I noticed it on like third and seventeen when yep. that last touchdown that Joe Burrow threw. The Jefferson. The, the, to Jefferson, when all we had to do is not bring the entire house and, and play a little prevent. An old LSU team would have probably run the ball and played conservatively and trust the defense, but this these guys mm-hmm. aired it out. And then right then and there, I noticed a difference in the program. So a question <laughs> for you I would have is, and the offense, did you see the, did you see this coming? Because Joe Burrow is a guy that, you know, he was recruited yeah. to Ohio State, a good recruit, but he lost the job. He lost to Cardell. He lost to JT Barrett, has to transfer to LSU, uh, and then he's uh, and he's there now. He had, a, he had a decent season last year, nothing to write home about, but this year, obviously, unworldly numbers and record-setting numbers. Is this something you saw coming? It has been unbelievable, and I know his, his passer rating is, you know, kind of speaks for itself, the yards, the numbers, the completion percentage, the touchdowns. I mean, he's got 48 touchdowns, and he's, you know, he's rushed for another three. I mean, he's accounted for 51 touchdowns, and, uh, you know, he set the uh, single-season passing mark uh, for yardage uh, in the SEC, in SEC history, touchdowns, uh, completion percentage in SEC history. So he's he's in uncharted territory, and a lot of that, um, you know, has to do with the people around him. As a quarterback, you're only as good as – you know, the people around you and the, the play call and then the nature of, of, you know, how, you know, how 
they control the line of scrimmage and, you know, how, how he's able to get the ball out on time and accurate. And then he, he's beat, you know, he's beat some teams. Like you mentioned that third and 17 play against Texas, moving around in the pocket, making throws, keeping his eyes up downfield, you know, having pocket presence and, you know, the quick release and anticipation. He's a leader, he's a tough competitor and all those kind of, all that is a, this is the culmination of a Heisman Trophy winner, you know, and and so what what really happened in the off season uh, was that they brought Joe Brady in, and everybody's heard of Joe Brady as well now. The the passing game coordinator, he was he was up at uh, Penn State with Moorhead, and then he came down and worked with uh, Sean Payton and with the Saints, and he really learned the spread stuff. He knows the RPO stuff. He's he's a real he's a young innovative guy and LSU had to go there in the last three seasons before this year, we'd only scored 10 points total against Alabama. And so Orgeron knew the writing on the wall. It's, you know, Alabama cast such a huge shadow on college football and particular the SEC and the SEC West. So it was like, how do we get to where we need to get offensively to play with Alabama now that Alabama's running this spread and and they've got Tua back there and their numbers are unbelievable and their offense production is amazing to go along with all these athletes and their defense and Saban and the staff and so there's just a lot looming there you know uh, and so Orgeron knew he had to do something different and and Burrow was the guy that that helped us get to this spread offense and create this culture along with Joe Brady to be honest with you we have great receivers skill guys great running backs great we had four out of the five lines and coming back so that was it was a good time with Burrow having a year under his belt in the SEC started for us last year and yeah his numbers weren't you know near as good but there's not they weren't going to be near as good when you're in double tight and you're in two backs and you know you're not in spread I don't think we went three and four wide receivers much of uh, if at all last year four and five wide receivers I know we never went into those uh, types of sets offensively so Mm -hmm. you know that I guess the migration to you know opening the whole thing up, making the defenses cover every blade of grass, and then Orgeron allowing these guys to come in and coach this type, this style of offense and then not ever getting away from it, keeping the you know, the foot to the pedal. Like you mentioned in the Texas game, we didn't try to run the ball at the end and grind it out and try to get the win. We didn't play close to the best. We let it all hang out. And we've got the athletes and the quarterback and, and the trust factors there to do it. And that's what happened is in the media, media days, SEC media, days and burrow said something to the media before the season ever started and and he said we're going to score 40 50 60 points a game and and we all were thinking man i don't know we we lsu's never been like that you know we've mm. never been that type of offense and not even close behold, really. i mean with the they he, he nailed it i mean we've scored 44 times 54 times 60 twice i mean it's just one of those offensive years that you just you couldn't have imagined have happened, and we're catching the ball. We're not we're not dropping the football. We're getting open, uh, you know, <laughs> when when things break down too, and then Burrow's putting it on the money, and it's just been fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of an eye-opening game last year um, against A and M, and that seven overtime win. That's kind of what opened my eyes yeah. to Joe Burrow is when he he threw for three touchdowns, rushed for three, went over a hundred yards on the ground. Carried the ball twenty nine times. I mean, th- that guy yeah. was just a workhorse that game, and that you could really tell that he had a lot of passion, a lot of heart, and yeah. um, I'm I'm glad to see it it's coming to fruition this year. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. he's got you know he's got the old school mentality his dad was a defensive coordinator of course he you know he, he went to play for urban Meyer at ohio state you mentioned that he transferred down and to lsu but you know as a backup at Ohio state, even though he never played in ball games there, he was probably going against the number ones all the time running the scout team. So he knows how, you know, good defenses look and, and, and they probably, you know, going up against that number one defense at Ohio state every day in practice is no slouch. So when he got to the sec, you know, there wasn't a lot of difference between, you know, who had been playing against every day in practice at Ohio state as a young kid as to what he's facing now in the sec. And now he got used to it, but you know, he does so many things well and he's got the, he's got weapons galore. He's so competitive. And, uh, you know, I, one of the things I like the best about him is, is, uh, his really his anticipation and, and timing and his quick release. I mean, it's amazing. I think that's why he'll go number one overall. He's got the size, he's got the feet to get him, get himself out of some trouble. He's not a speedy, speedy guy, but he's, he'll stick his neck in there. You mentioned all those rushes against A&M last year. I mean, he's not afraid to play old school football and ram it down your throat. If you're, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not careful, man, he can beat you in more ways than just throwing the football. And he's been able to do that a few times against some of these teams that we've needed him to do uh, and make, you know, make some plays with his legs. And it's been, it's been wonderful to watch. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you can't say enough about the season this kids have had. And, and you know what? It's, it's very rare. I mean, obviously Alabama's done a nice job doing it. I felt this season, Oklahoma's done it in the past. Uh, But the way that LSU has maximized all their skill position players has been mm-hmm. utterly fantastic. I mean, no one, very few people talk about Edward Tolaire. I feel he does not get enough credit across the board when he's mentioned <laughs> in the top five running backs. He really doesn't. I mean, he's put on an amazing season. Uh, you obviously yep. have, you know, Jamar Chase, the Blitnikoff winner, right? And then there's Justin yep. Jefferson, who like who could have won it any other year. If if Jamar Chase wasn't in existence, Justin Jefferson would have been out there. You have Marshall Jr., who also had ten touchdowns as a sophomore. I mean, mm-hmm. they've done such a good. It's a total 180 from the kind of offense I'm sure you guys were seeing with Matt Canada, yep. Matt Canada two years ago, where it was so run yep. heavy. And it's been it's 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 you know it's a testament to Coach O, who's done such a nice job of being. You can see in the play style and the game style, and yep. as you're saying, he's done such a nice job of being malleable with his assistants and trusting them and trusting their process, and it's worked um, out and it's paid huge dividends. I mean, is it me or is Coach O definitely the perfect fit for LSU football? <laughs> he he's is, perfect. you know, and he's he's perfect, man. The, the the state loves him. Of course, he's an in-state kid. He played uh, college football at Northwestern State University. He's coached all over. He's a great recruiter. He's fiery. He's passionate. My brother got a chance to play for him at USC under Pete Carroll. And, oh, and he he refers to, yeah. Yeah, he refers to Pete Carroll a ton in all of his his uh, press conferences and, and speaking engagements. And so, you know, he's picked up bits and pieces for some some from some of the best coaches in the you know in, in the history to be honest with you i mean he was with erickson in miami he recruited me back in high school and this is in the 90s i mean and then he was at, at usc of course he had his stint at, at, at old miss and i think that's one of the things he learned was he tried to control everything at old miss he's so passionate he cares about it so much he didn't relinquish things that that uh that he should have relinquished and that's like play calling and letting his offense do their job he's a defensive line guy you know yeah, he's yeah. That, that's, that's what he coached so why would he you know be on the offensive side of the football micromanaging every little thing and and i think that's what you know he learned to to let go insminger he trusts our old time 
you know, our, our offensive coordinator who's been in the LSU program and around it for a long time, tight end coach, that kind of guy, was an offensive coordinator in the 80s for Clemson. I mean, he's been around forever. And then bringing in Joe Brady was just a huge, huge addition to the staff. But you're right. We got guys like Chase and Jefferson and Marshall. Thaddeus Moss has got, you know, uh, 435 yards in, in, in receiving, um, 38 catches. Marshall's got – 10 touchdowns, like you mentioned. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is averaging 6.5 yards per carry and, Stupid. and 16 touchdowns on the year. And and he's not, you know, we don't really have, it's, you know, our offense is, is so spread out where all these guys are making an impact every Saturday. It's like, if you look at the stat book, it's spread out. And you, you got guys like Jamar Chase, who's, who's, you know, had 73 catches, Justin Jefferson, 88 catches, but they're, you're right. It's all spread out. And at the end of the day, you see eight or nine guys catching footballs, even Clyde Edwards Hilaire gets into, into, uh, you know, receiving role. And, and sometimes he'll go out and spread formations and five wide and they'll line him up and he's got one-on-one matchups with backers and, uh, and, and Burrow's been able to capitalize on that. So we've got a pretty awesome offense. The offense is great. And it's, and it's, and, and, and Coach O is a defensive line guy, but you see such great great feel in the backfield. I mean, Derek Stingley Jr. has to be one of the best freshman defenders I've ever mm-hmm. seen. You know, and it's yeah. and it, it, it seriously because like you know you have Grant Delpit and then you have Christian Fulton. You, you really can't throw the ball in that general direction. So that kid's going to get a lot of action as a freshman, and he still comes away with six interceptions. I mean, since Cl- <laughs> since Clowney, he's got to be one of the best freshman defenders. I've seen, and it's and, and it's it's a testament to Coach O to implement his yep. style of defense and put pressure on the quarterback. When Coach O was hired, you know, to replace Les Miles, I mean, it's a big it's a big program, man. It's a big, and you've seen him and Ole Miss. You know, it was 15 years ago uh, or 10 years ago at that time. He he was in the early 40s. He gone to Ole Miss, and his first shakeout in the SEC didn't go according to plan. Obviously, he's only there for three years. I mean, we're, we we come from a school that's a big program too. So everyone is always on eggshells when they bring in a new head coach. And you, you like to have the faith, but you, there's always a sense of, I don't know how this is going. Because if it's not perfect, you're going to have to pack your bags. How was your yep. feeling when they initially hired Coach O as someone who's well, been around the program for so long? Yeah, there was a lot of question marks. They didn't know because, you know, because he's not a defensive coordinator, because he's not an offensive a, a play caller. I mean, there's some real question marks. Can this guy help us get to where we need to get? We, as fans in the media and former players and, and everybody included, you know, knew that LSU had to get to another stratosphere offensively because it just wasn't that old school way of thinking ain't going to win these days. It's just the way of the world now in college football. It's like if you look at these these playoff teams, they all run this RPO spread stuff. Ohio State's lethal. Clemson's lethal on offense. Oklahoma scores in bunches. We do too now. And we had to, to get into this situation. We had to be able to outscore opponents or be able to come from behind if needed, be able to move the sticks, you know, throwing the football if needed. We still are balanced. If you look at our play calling, you look at the – you know, the, the the things we do offensively, we run the ball as much as we throw the ball, and we've got the Heisman Trophy quarterback. So we're still doing a lot offensively to mix it up on defenses. I think Orgeron, what he's done best is relinquish, you know, and let those coaches be coaches, hire great assistants. Dave Aranda's been unbelievable, uh, our defensive coordinator. 
and they're coming on there. They, they were young in a lot of ways on defense this year. We lost some rock stars last year, but you right on that back end, Stingley stepped it up as a freshman. He was all sec as a freshman. I mean, he, he's right. He's from right there in Baton Rouge, Dunham high school, and he's done a phenomenal job. Christian Fulton will be a first rounder. Delpit will be too. So you've got three first rounders in that, in the back end of your defense. And then you've got guys like Richard Lawrence who are playing great up front. We've got guys like Caleb on chase on, on the, on the, edge that can bring the pressure and 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 is a speed rusher and, and a guy that can fly around and make plays and he's getting better every week he's been he was banged up early in the season yeah i mean chase has so, got a great that. body he's got a great yeah. body he's he's a big boy and if he, if he tests well at the combine he could sneak into the first round too he's a freak man he really is and um you know we've seen a lot of guys come through there uh, a lot of guys you know have been freaks of nature i mean we get a lot of them and and in that part of the country and we recruit a lot of great athletes. I mean, if you were to go and sit on the sideline and look at our receiving group, I mean, they're six, two, six, three, six, four, six, five, six, six. I mean, we've got monsters out there. And, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm envious because I wish I would have had that type of team around me when I played, you know, it's night and day different now, uh, these kids and, 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 you know, LSU and the, and the recruiting, I mean, I think we were third or fourth in the recruiting yesterday after national signing day was over so far so good. So we're doing well, but I mean, it's just the type of athletes we're getting. And then now the coaching that we have and Orgeron included, he's a great, he's a great coach, man. Game day coach. He's a great coach because he's a great motivator. He's disciplined. He believes in the kids. They play up, you know, they play for him hard. They want to be, you know, they want to be a lot like his personality, man. He's a bulldog and he gets those guys thinking that they can take on the world. And that's what I like. Yeah. And it, it looks like, you know, it's, it looks fun out there. And then it's a, it's a big, and it's such a silly comment. It's a silly thing to, to notice. But when I watch OU football, and we watch a lot of Big 12 uh, mm-hmm. over here. And when I watch mm-hmm. OU football, it, it looks like Lincoln Riley and those, and the, and the, and the, whatever quarterback he's rolled out in the last two years, it looks like they're enjoying themselves. They're yeah. enjoying beating up on teams. <laughs> and it, look, it looks like these guys are having the time of their life and they're, and they're ready, you know, and, and it's finally the LSU program is ready to compete and ready to make some noise and not just get stomped out in the first place. Yeah, it's definitely a culture shift that I've seen. You know, Huge. it's like it's a new side 100%. of dynasty. Yeah. And I love, I love you bring up the recruiting. The one, one guy they got, Arik Gilbert, the tight end, 6'6, yep. 260. We, wa- mm-hmm. we, we were watching his. Talk about freak. We were, we were watching his highlight film yesterday. And it looked like it looked like it was me running out there with like three year olds, just like just the, it really did. And I'm listening. I don't want to I don't want to steer you in the wrong direction. I'm five. I'm five, like ten and a half, depending on the shoes. But the <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, he's a he's a big boy. And then you have Zachary Evans, a Houston kid. You know, yeah. he's he's a he's a top running back. That'd be another massive get for you guys. But you met you met, yeah. made mention of the three other teams. Uh, you have OU. You guys are thirteen and a half point favorites. Uh, it's yep. a lot. It opened up at ten. It's now gone to thirteen and a half. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel going into that game? And are they the team well, that you're most worried about, or is there a team on the horizon that you have, that you're a little nervous about? Man, you know, the game in front of us is the way that you got to think. You know, and it presents itself. Yeah. The challenge is right now. I mean, you got to you got to beat Oklahoma, and then 
and then uh, enjoy that for a day and then get ready for the winner of, of Clemson and Ohio State, which I think is going to be you know, maybe the best game of the football season so far. I can't wait to watch that other semifinal matchup. I think, you know, Oklahoma scores in bunches. We know that. Like you mentioned, they all have fun. Lincoln Riley and the offense production from a, that standpoint, no one's been better than them the last three or four years. He's one of the best play callers in the world, you know, college or pro. I mean, he's that type of – of, of coach, you know, Hertz has been amazing. He's dynamic when he runs. He's a physical runner, what much more physical than even like a Tua would have been at Alabama. I mean, he's, he has huge play capabilities. They got great receivers, CD Lamb, Charleston Rambo. Uh, they're putting up huge numbers, big play guys. CD Lamb is amazing. Of course, Kennedy Brooks, too, about a thousand yards. We love rushing. him. We love him. Yeah. And so, and, and, the, and he doesn't get talked about much, which, you know, ever, ever. He, he's having a heck of a year. I think he's averaging 6.7 yards a carry. Um, and, and I think Hertz has become a better passer under Lincoln Riley. So he's, he's the toughest guy on the field too, y'all. Like he's all Burrow's tough. This guy, Jalen Hertz is just as tough and he's accounted for just Me. as many touchdowns. So he, he wants to do damage. He's glad he's in this playoff. Alabama's at home. So if he could pull off, uh, the the you know the miraculous and beat LSU, uh, especially with that type of line to play in another national championship. He's played in a lot of big games. He's beat LSU, um, you know, and so he, if he's if his defense can step up for him a little bit, they're going to have a shot. I just think LSU, man, we're well old machine. We're upper, we're a lot of upperclassmen this year. Uh, I think there'll be a little bit of fall off next year because we've got a lot of guys are potentially, you know, going into the NFL draft. But, uh, you know, this year is our year, and I I really do have a good feeling about this game. I think we'll take care of business. It's, you know, when you get a three-week layoff, sometimes you just don't know these bowl games and preparation um, for these games. Sometimes teams come out a little flat, but there's a lot to play for, and these LSU these kids, they, 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 they smell blood, dude, and they smell this national championship. They're number one, uh, you know, all eyes on them, man, and I think they're going to go for it. They've never won a national championship, These this group of guys, so it's it's something that they, they've never tasted and they want to taste it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I was, there's something I was going to say about Jalen Hurts is definitely the fact that he has the experience in the playoff. He's the only quarterback in this in this playoff right now who, well, besides Trevor Lawrence, but um, yep. who's had experience. And you said he's beaten LSU, so there's definitely that confidence riding, and that's kind of a mystery yep. of whether or not he could turn over you know, the, the fate of, of OU. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a great game. Can't wait to see that one. It's gonna be fun. Big yeah. shout out. And Hurts of defense. I, we were watching the Heisman and as soon as they called Joe Burrow's name, I, you couldn't help but look at Jalen Hurts. And, and while the two Ohio state kids who had just other unworldly seasons, uh, were, 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 were ecstatic. They kind of knew, and I'm sure Hurts knew too. And everyone, it was like the worst kept secret in sports that week that Burrow had already yeah. won the Heisman. I mean, they were like, it seemed like ESPN was like already promoting that he had already won um, at points. Uh, Hurts, he looked like he wasn't even focused. He looked like he was focused on one thing and one thing only. I'm like, that, that's a mean guy right there. He he wants to win yeah. that game and then nothing else. He does. Uh, who do you got in the Clemson Ohio State game, real quick? Man, you know I. I, I um, I've been I've been breaking it down, and I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I I think both teams are great on offense. I think Ohio State might be a little bit better on defense. Clemson hasn't had to play uh, the competition that Ohio State uh, has had to play. But that, I mean, how do you go against, up against the defending national champions and say they can't get it done when you got their the quarterback back from the championship team, the ATN, the running back who's actually a Louisiana boy uh, behind him? I mean. I think it's going to be one of those 
40, 37 games. I really do. It's going to be epic. I would, I would have to lean, I think, towards Ohio State because they're probably super-duper hungry. Uh, I like the way Fields plays. He can beat you with his legs. And, you know, in this, this, this college style of offense, man, I love it. Their defense, their yeah. defensive line can and get after you. A lot like Clemson's last year. Clemson's defensive line last year was so darn good. They won that game against Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that storybook national championship then with LSU versus Ohio State. Joe Burrow playing against his old team. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's that would be awesome. It would be something <laughs> special. I mean, as a quarterback, you look at Justin Fields' numbers. I mean, you played the position at such a high level, and you see forty touchdowns to one intercept, one interception, especially in a right. league now where they're throwing the ball like crazy. What what, yeah. what 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 does that number say to you? Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. I think that's the most unbelievable stat, other than maybe Joe Burrow's completion percentage at seventy seven point nine. I mean. You're only when you're almost completing eighty percent of your balls. It's just amazing, especially at the college level, because a lot of college receivers, you know, they they'll have bad days. They'll drop passes. They're not like pro receivers, and they don't understand how to get open near like the pros do. So to have that type of of season's unbelievable. But when you go through a full season, only throw one pick, and you got over forty touchdowns. And if you look at his numbers from last year too, in the backup role to Fromm. At Georgia, he threw, I don't know what it was, but he threw some touchdowns there with no picks. So he's only got one pick in his entire career, and he's probably got up close to 50 touchdowns. So, I mean, this guy's been unbelievable, and he's got a lot rushing as well. And and uh, so I, I don't know, man. I, that would be hard to say that anything's more impressive than his throwing stats in, in, in terms of, you know, touchdowns versus interceptions. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So you got, you have, you're, you're breaking it down to be LSU Ohio state and I'm, I'm sure you're confident in your boys taking home that one. Uh, you know, I, I would hope that we could. I know our defense is probably not not as good front seven as Ohio State, but, you know, we play in the SEC. We've won a lot of big games, man. I mean, we've won six games against top ten teams when they were ranked inside the top ten. And brutal now schedule. Brutal, brutal schedule. schedule. Yeah. If, we, if we win this one, it'll be seven, and if we win the championship, that'll be eight wins versus top ten teams. That's never been done before in college football unprecedented stuff i think we can get it done i do like us us winning the whole thing and it's just because of leadership and upper in the upper class yeah and the way the team moves and the way that the, how you said it's a well-oiled machine it kind of reminds me not the not the style of play but just you know you know how how, how well they move and how well they perform and consistently of Jameis's team uh in 2013 with florida state when he won the heisman won the natty went undefeated and they just continuously yep. took care of business uh, and there was never really any doubt and obviously Obviously, I think this is the this has got to be one of the best playoffs we've seen with some of the most talent we've seen. But you do have the best quarterback at the helm, uh, and and it's you know our other co-host Toss who couldn't be here is a huge LSU Tigers fan. I grew up an Ohio <laughs> I grew up an Ohio State fan, so we definitely have uh, some big yeah. some big blood. And Nick grew up a San Diego State fan. They're not in the playoffs, but you know <laughs> he'll get a pat on the back for hey, trying. Great basketball team. <laughs> great basketball team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, yeah. And so uh, just that's that's the today football. A quick question for you on a personal note. You brought up your brother, John David Booty, uh, played quarterback at USC yep. under Pete Carroll. You played under Nick Saban. Uh, I'm sure you guys compared notes of the coaches. Yep. <laughs> who's who's the better coach? I mean, because these are two guys. I, I mean, I grew up loving. And Pete Carroll, uh, other than my boy Bill Belichick, has got to be my favorite coach in the history of the game. So yeah, what, what would your I'm, take I'm a, be? I'm a Belichick guy too, man. I'm a huge, huge, huge Patriots fan. And, 
And so I watched him every week, uh, you know, all day, every day. Saban's a, a, a Belichick clone. You know, he would coach with Belichick back in Cleveland in the 80s and, and actually was on the staff there with Belichick when John Elway led the drive against him in 86. And so they go way, way back. I, you know, I, I've been around Saban, uh, but it's been, you know, a while. When, he, when I was with him at LSU, man, he was so hungry. He hadn't proven himself at the college level yet. He hadn't won a national championship. Now he's won six of them. I mean, the guy's just an absolute animal when it comes to work ethic and, and, and being a workaholic. He does not. He doesn't require sleep. I mean, the guy's a machine. Pete Carroll does it a lot different. He has the he has the most positive energy I've ever seen. I was around him a lot. I spent you know five years with JD there in California, and the whole time I was out at practices and games, I traveled, did the whole thing. You know, watched him play so many times, and I just loved his positive energy. They're both defensive minded guys. They both uh, you know love. <laughs> love to have stingy, stingy defenses, and that's where they know that that's how you win championships. I think the game's evolved now, so the offense plays a big role. And I, and I got to give kudos to Saban for adapting to this wide open offense because that's not in his blood. Man. He oh, is no, 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 you saw it, yeah, McElroy, yeah. Greg. He won a championship with Greg McElroy, um, <laughs> who's good, who was just pretty, pretty much after that good for a sweet Wonderlick score. And other than that, he was done playing football. <laughs> and they like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, AJ McCarron, uh, who is growing. I mean, AJ McCarron's an all-time college player, but just for the championships, you know, nothing, nothing spectacular. So I mean, I think it's a great point that these coaches have done such an excellent job adapting the game and really spreading the offense out. Because if if, if you had told us, if we had sat here now and you told us five years ago um, that this would be the this would be the style of offense that LSU has and Alabama has, we'd be like, this isn't the SEC. And you see Georgia honestly trying to replicate that. I don't. I, I'm not as sold on Fromm as a lot of people are. Um, I think yeah. I think Fields would have been the better option for them in hindsight. Twenty twenty, they're probably kicking themselves in the foot a little bit. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, but yeah, they've done such a nice job, really adapting uh, the offense. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Josh, uh, thank you, man, for coming on. Uh, sure. Bro. We, we we love having guys call in and guys come on the show. And one thing we always do at the end of the show when we have a guest, uh, we ask you your favorite sports memory. It could be anything. Favorite sports memory? Favorite sports um, memory. It could be you playing. You could be watching any sports memory. Man, it's going to be – I'm going to take it all the way back to high school. I, I had some fun pro in, in college. Uh, you know, my first big league hit in Major League Baseball was unbelievable. Of course, getting drafted in the NFL and getting drafted in Major League Baseball was awesome in terms of just life moments. But I think uh, I'll take it back to high school, Evangel Christian Academy, 1993. I was USA Today Player of the Year, but we played in the Superdome uh, for the state championship. It was the first one ever uh, that my high school had ever played in, and my dad was a was a coach and helped start the program in the school, so it meant a ton to our family. Uh, I was a quarterback and threw for I don't know how many yards, 300 yards in the game, but the, the, the last drive, the opposing team had the ball, and we were up about five, I think, and they threw a pass. They had put me in in the prevent to play safety, and I picked the ball off in the state championship. <laughs> and so it didn't have nothing to do with me being a quarterback. It was something I'd never done before. I picked off a ball to seal the game in the dome. Yeah, uh, for the state championship. So that was my favorite moment. That's Maybe awesome. ever was was actually intercepting a pass and and us, you know, closing the game out. Uh, you know, that that was the, one of the funnest memories ever. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it's no shock looking at your uh, 
your athletic uh, accomplishments, they go across the board from being the fifth overall pick in the MLB draft out of high school, which is pretty ridiculous, uh, to then playing football in college and the NFL, and then how going on the knuckleball show and getting a shot with the Diamondbacks, which is awesome. I mean, Nick was yeah. Nick was a baseball, and Nick was a walk on a Texas football. And I just awesome. I, I just been saying to Nick all morning and afternoon that you're just a cooler version of, of him is what. Is what, <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know about this that, is man. what you know. You, you sometimes you can't you can't get that lucky. You just gotta you just gotta take the hands you're dealt with. And this is this is the hand that I was dealt with. Um, that's all. That's hilarious. Uh, Josh, that's man, hilarious. yeah, thank you. This was awesome. Thank you so much for calling in, dude. Um, and good luck with LSU. We'll hit you back up after the game. Uh, the yeah, let's do it today. again, yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate man. you guys having me, man. I love it. I love it. I appreciate. Y'all have a good Christmas and enjoy the the, the games. Yeah, yeah man. You, good Josh. luck, man. It. We'll be pulling for the Tigers for you. Thank you so much, bud. Y'all have a good day. You too, buddy. Bye. Another good phone call. Another phone, great phone call. The phone call interviews are fun. A lot of fun. You know, I've been taking phone calls via the soundboard lately. So every time somebody calls me, I've been plugging my phone in and talking to them through the microphone. I don't think people realize yet, but that's how I, I think I just have so so much fun utilizing the new equipment. Yeah, the new equipment's awesome. Yeah. Technology these days, right? Awesome like the interview, <laughs> and uh, he's got a good faith in his LSU Tigers. He does. But he's, he's realistic about it, it seems. Uh, I like I love his faith in Ohio State. I feel like Ohio State's not getting enough credit. I mean, Clemson, granted, looked amazing in the ACC championship game like we spoke about. Uh, they really took care of business, and I'm definitely scared. And I think they should be favored, but I think Ohio State, yeah. uh, like he was saying, is going to put a, enough of a bloodbath that this will be the best game we see in college football to date. Nick, uh, real quick... Let's get your takes. Okay, yeah. What do you think will um, happen? Look, I, I think that he brought up a good point about Jalen Hurts, about yeah. how he's beaten LSU before. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that game's going to be closer than people expect it to be. I think um, so. I think 13 and a half is, is, is too generous. It's a lot of points. It's, 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 too, it's too much. Um, and the line movement, though, has been very puzzling as well, though, starting off at 10, going to 13 and a half. Yeah, um, huge Pretty jump. crazy. But I do think it'll be a close game. I still think LSU wins that game just because of the fact that their defense is stronger than OU's. Like, OU doesn't have a good defense. Yeah. It's the Big 12 defense. Sure. Um, it's, been, it's gotten better, though. It's gotten better. It has, but there's no way that they're going to be able to compete with that LSU Alex offense. Alex done a nice job, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's an upgrade for sure. They're they're top 30 deep. I mean, they're, it's not as good as LSU's. And right. I, don't, I don't think their offense is. I, 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 there's, they just don't have the weapons. They don't have the weapons outside of CeeDee Lamb and Kennedy Brooks. Yeah, great weapons to have. Great weapons to have, but it's not like the not like the Jefferson sets, Chase, yeah, right. Marshall, right. Edward Teller, who's who, who's hurt by the way. Uh, I think he'll be fine though. I think he yeah. should suit up. Um, but no, it'll be a great battle between the quarterbacks. I think, but I do think LSU gets it done mm-hmm. by seven points. Okay, great prediction. Um, and then we have Ohio State Clemson. Uh, Clemson's favorite minus two. You think they cover? You think they win? Where do you think that goes? Um, I think Ohio State wins that game. Nice. Really? Yeah. So I would definitely take Ohio State, probably money line in that game. Um, like like we said, you know, Fields just doesn't turn the ball over. He's got one interception. That defense is a little bit better than Clemson, I think, as well with Chase Young. I mean, you got two Heisman finalists in that game on each side of the ball. Yeah, and a guy who could have. Who could have Dobbins could have been there? Had he Dobbins played. could have been there too. I if mean, he played the fourth he had quarter, crazy numbers. Yeah, he never played the fourth quarter. If he, he really rarely, and not, exactly. honestly, neither did Fields. That's why his, his yards were so low. Exactly. Um, uh, they, their their offense is great. I, I think 
Trevor Lawrence obviously scares me, and so does Dabo. His experience yeah, scares I me. I mean, look, Ryan Days. Dabo's an amazing coach. Etienne's a great running back. T. Higgins is a great wide receiver. Lawrence is a great quarterback. They've got a great defensive line, as always. I mean, it is a very scary team. It is. But the fact is, Ohio State has played bigger games. They've played more meaningful games. They've had you know tougher a tougher schedule all around for the past two years. Less of a culture shock. Less of a culture shock. Once the, it comes game time. The biggest game that that Clemson has played within the last year was last year's national championship. Agreed. Which is, I mean, still, I mean, it's, it's an amazing feat. They're the defending national champs and they ain't no slouch, but I do still think Ohio state gets done after that. We got Ohio state LSU in the national championship, the storybook ending for Joe Burrow's career at LSU. I do think he gets it done. You think he gets done a couple weeks ago. I would have said Ohio state, but they didn't look as good as LSU did in the championship games. No, 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 no. They, I mean, LSU obviously wiped the floor with Georgia, and then they came out kind of soft, a little soft against Michigan. They did. Didn't finish well against Penn State, and then they came out really soft, and then obviously closed the door in Wisconsin. Um, it's definitely a cause for concern, and so you have LSU beating Ohio State. I, I have Clemson beating Ohio State, wow. unbiasedly. Okay. I just they you know I once it comes time it's like once they're in there it's it's, it's just gonna be knockout they don't they don't mess around I think they're the real deal they've been dropping fifty 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 spots so they're playing their brand of football is step on the throat right. curb stomp you <clears throat> take you out and I I actually think I think the LSU OU game is gonna be close I think LSU will squeak it out and get to the national championship but not unscathed and I think once they get there I think Clemson's gonna win again oh wow so we have completely different besides the LSU game yeah. So I think Clemson's going to get it done. Hmm. So back to back. Back to back. Crazy stuff. Yeah, man. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it's going to be an amazing playoff. Thank God the playoff games are so good. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the other bowl games. I'm not as excited. I yeah, mean, the Michigan, The Michigan-Alabama one has the allure, you know, of, of wow, two big programs. But outside of that, you, you can't get me stoked about it. Yeah, I'm not stoked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great interview. Excited for the playoffs. Happy holidays to all. Uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve. We'll have another show before New Year's Eve. But uh, We'll take a little break. Take a little break, a little siesta to enjoy the festivities of New Year's Eve. Uh, little traditions to be had. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. And happy Merry, Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah, get it all done. Get your presents. Uh, get your checks from your grandparents. Uh, put those to the good use. Give back. Give back. Give, give other people gifts because it's time. You're an adult now, most of you. Hopefully, of you. Yeah. yeah. Even if, if you're not an adult, you can still uh, muster up some change. Yeah. You know, go grovel on the streets. Yeah. Get like a penny or two. Sell, sell some, some lemonade. Yeah, sell some lemonade. Get a little old school, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, to all the fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free, and hit your free throws. Why, Nick? Because they free. We out you. We love you.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.